welcome to a special edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. Yes, yes, indeed, it is a very special, very unique one because it is a pay-per-view weekend. That's usually when we get the special Warren Hayes shows is when the, when the weekend is here, when there are pay-per-views over the weekend is what I'm trying to say. And we have a big one this weekend, the, the big one for AEW All Elite Wrestling. We are getting All Out 2020, something that uh, just a few weeks ago, we were all wondering, well, maybe not a few weeks, a few months ago, is there going to be an all-out? How's things on? We're here. We're finally here. The biggest show of the year for, a, uh, for AEW. And we are going to be talking about the card, predicting the outcomes with pinpoint accuracy. And when I'm saying we, I am not alone. No, no. I am far from being alone. Today, I am joined by another, none other than wrestling journalist luminary wrestling reporter, wrestling connoisseur from all the way over in Ireland, Stephanie Chase. Stephanie, hello, and how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. I'm really excited about All Out. And yeah, I can't wait to accurately predict every single match. Well, I mean, this is why you're here, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, your, it's the level of accuracy. You know, we, we strive for 95% here on the Mr. Warren Hayes show. So. I strive for 98% in real life. So. <laughs> so, Well, there you go. So you see, my standards are incredibly low. That's because I'm Canadian. What can I do? Um, so Stephanie, just in case, you know, there's people out there who are, who don't know who you are, which baffles my mind. Uh, and why don't you give us a bit of a rundown of, uh, of, uh, what you do, what your, why are you here talking about wrestling? I interview wrestlers and uh, people from wrestling. Um, yeah, mostly for digital spy. And I also work for sports Kita. Um, and a lot of the time I put all these interviews on my YouTube. So yeah, I talk to a lot of wrestlers, <laughs> at least for two a week. <laughs> but, but you ha- and you have been uh, knocking out a couple of re- uh, a couple of big interviews. What are a couple of big interviews that you've you've got a couple of really good ones recently? Yeah, well, yesterday I had Chris Jericho, so not too shabby. That's you know that was perfect for today. Uh, the day before that I had David Arquette talking about his new documentary, um, and then recently I've also had. Adam Cole, um, Michelle McCool, Bailey, Mandy Rose. Um, yeah, <laughs> quite a lot. Brandy Rose. <laughs> uh, yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, you've been indeed very busy. And, mm-hmm. and, and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come. Thank you. To, to, oh, of course, of course. It's just my, my little corner of the internet really appreciates it. So we're going to start talking about all. And then folks, well, actually just before, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know, you can always consider giving the video a thumbs up if you like it so far. I mean, you know, you can like it because Stephanie's, Stephanie's here, right? You know, <laughs> I called you Stephanie and I called, my sister's name is Stephanie and yeah. I, I have never called her Stephanie. Never, ever. So that's why I slipped there. I don't want to give the impression that we're like, so, you know, oh, cozy, you know. Like literally, it just slipped that Steffi, Steffi, that's my sister. Want to clear the air on that? Um, but uh, but yes, so do do consider giving the the video a like, uh, a thumbs up. That really is appreciated. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast application as well, hey, a little love there as well. A review, a like, a subscription, whatever you can do, that kind of stuff. Really cool. 
But AEW All Out is pretty cool, and it's been building for a couple of weeks. But yeah, you know, I wasn't kidding. There was a time where we were kind of wondering how they were going to to pull it off, right? Uh, I mean, I mean, the whole COVID thing this year, Stephanie, has been, uh, well, we know how the types of impacts it's had on wrestling, but you gotta, we gotta think that AEW did manage pretty well throughout it all. What do you, what do you think on how they, 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 they how they pushed through? Up until this point, I think they did incredibly well. I mean, if COVID was going to hurt anyone, it would have been AEW, a new company. Uh, they had some luck. They had luck with getting their new TV deal, and then they had luck having access to Daily's Place, which yeah. turned out to be such a great venue for them. Uh, I think they did the right thing using their some extras in the crowd and stuff in the beginning to get the atmosphere. And They've handled pretty well, and now we've got, what, 10% capacity that's going to be watching all out? 15? 15? 10 okay. or 15, something like that. Yeah. Like hey. But yeah, um, so I think they've done a really good job. I think so, too. I think so, too. It's been really, really good. And, and, and you're right. I think, you know, one of the main reasons of success has been the access to Daly's Place because um, there's other companies in different situations that would have found yeah. it a little more difficult if they hadn't had access to that kind of resource. Um, so, uh, so, uh, we, we got into, we, we got into all out once it was announced, we got into the build. How do you feel overall about the build to the card? Is there anything that really stands out to you? Anything that maybe wasn't that you don't feel was up to par? How do you feel about where we are in the level of excitement and hype and so on? I'm pretty excited. Uh, I think Jericho and Orange Cassidy was built very well. Mm. It was probably the longest built. Um, I think some of the other matches don't excite me as much. I think Moxley, MJF, I haven't enjoyed every second of the build, but I think it will be a good match. Mm -hmm. I, I think yeah. it will be good. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of on your side on that one. You know, maybe we'll talk about it a little later, but the first, well, first and foremost, I think this was the perfect main event for All Out. You know, if if it's considered, if we consider All Out to be AEW's WrestleMania, this was the one, right? Um, so it made a lot of sense. I and I I'm in complete agreement. I don't think these two guys are going to have a bad match. I really don't. I think it's going to be it's going to be great to excellent. That's my expectation. I thought the presidential stuff was a little heavy handed though. I don't like, I don't feel, and I want to get your thoughts on this, but you know, MJF is such a talented heel. I don't feel like he needed all the bells and whistles of the presidential campaign around it. I feel like he, you know, could have just stood on his own. What do you think? I thought it was really, firstly, I thought it was kind of weird. I just didn't understand why he was doing this, especially when he did the long, long talking promo. I think the first week he really went heavy on this. Uh, he is a really good promo, but it was just adding in so many unnecessary people. Mm -hmm. Being one of them. Um, the woman, I've forgotten her name that he always refers to. It's like, uh, unnecessary people. And to me, like MJF has Wardlow there. Like, what else do you need? You know, MJF, all you need is MJF doing promos and Wardlow causing destruction, you know, when he needs to, so it it is an odd direction for MJF. It's very odd. And then 
one of the weeks he was debating, they had the Jericho debate the same episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was that was very strange as well. So it was not the choice I would have made for MJF to go in this route, but here we are. <laughs> but here we are. And, you know, at the same time, and I think it's important to point out, it's not that MJF was bad in his no, role. not at all. Like you said, he's a great promo, and he everything he did was really good. I think a lesser wrestler in this role would have made the whole thing very cringe. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, I, I think the point that we're making here, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, thing, the point that we're making here is that MJ, all of this artifice was unnecessary for MJF. Yeah, it was extra dressing or decoration that he really doesn't need. He, he, he doesn't need any of this at all. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. We're on, we're we're on a good we're 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 on a good tear here. We agree on stuff. That that to me is the sign of a good guest. Someone who pops in and is like, "Yeah, I agree with you, Warren." <laughs> Let's start talking about the card then. Um Stephanie, we're going to go right into it. Let's get to it. We're going to start uh um not all the matches. I, I just like to to disclose this so that people don't think that I'm editorializing and saying, oh, this match should go first or whatever. Not all the matches have been listing, listed officially on uh, AllEliteWrestling.com as of the time that we're recording right now. So I'm referring to the Wikipedia page where I'm going to read them in reverse chronological order. Mm -hmm. so just so you, you know, just so that people don't think, oh, you think this match is going to go on before? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just reading stuff. I'm just a pigeon. We're not predicting the layout, just the results. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So let's start with uh, let's start with Britt Baker versus Big Swole. Now this is in the short time that this match was announced officially. There's been uh, a bit of turmoil. Um, it uh, it uh, they announced it as a tooth and nail match that was going to take place on uh, on the buy-in, which is the pre-show. Uh, and a lot of people got very upset at that. Found it strange at the same time. Uh, that um, you know, uh, perhaps one of their longest standing feuds, one of their best built feuds would not be on the main card, so on and so forth. But just before we started recording, Tony Khan uh, announced on Twitter that it would be on the main card, the uh, tooth and nail match. And what is a tooth and nail match? Well, it's going to take place at Dr. Baker's dental office. And it's anything goes, no disqualifications, falls count anywhere. It's going to be a cinematic match. He had told us on uh, on uh, Thursday on the call that it was going to be a cinematic match, but we have the full confirmation here. How do you feel about this? Let, how do you feel about the 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 feud of Big Swole and Britt Baker? If we want to start there, uh, I would say, given the circumstances, well, Britt not being able to wrestle, it's been pretty good. Uh, it's been very long, and then at the same time when they announced this match, I felt like it had just been sprung on me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think there's just something about it where um, Britt hadn't been out of her chair for long enough for a match to seem like it was coming. But they right. had to do it here because it's not as if they're monthly, monthly pay-per-views. But then it was very odd to hear that it was going to be on the buy-in. But now we hear that it's not going to be in the buy-in. It, it's been confusing, to say the least. It yes, it, 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 it's been a little bit all over the place. I agree. Uh, but, um, uh, like you said, in the, considering the circumstances, 
I think they did really, really well keeping a level of interest to yeah. see these two fight. Because, yeah. yes, it was unfortunate that Brick Baker got injured again. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the strength of her character, right, of her heel work. Yeah, just, she's so good. And, and that's what carried it, wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you, oh. Or at least, wouldn't you say? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, she made the best of that injury, like staying on TV and she wasn't so much say. All her stuff with Tony was great. In the beginning, there were some really great funny videos that they made. She's oh. just doing a great job. I loved, I loved the video where she, with the, the training montage. That's what I was thinking of. That was great. <sighs> where she has Rebel doing all sorts of different other stuff for her and she's complaining. I thought that was great. On, I think they should have done more of those, but because mm-hmm. they were... Yeah, uh, but uh, but so we're finally getting here. Um, clearly, they're going this route because, well, clearly we are assuming. I don't want to. We're assuming that Britt Baker is not a hundred percent, which is probably why they're going down uh, this route here, doing a cinematic match, a little some bells and whistles, smokes and smoke and mirrors, which I'm okay with. Um, I, I don't know exactly what to expect, but it, it, you know, there's potential for a lot of good stuff here who do you think uh stephanie is going to going to win here is brit picking up a win or is swole getting some some revenge i think it's gonna be brit i don't think you can lose in your own dentist office (laughs) it'll be so embarrassing yeah i mean it's it's i've you know i've never exactly seen a, a, you know, a dentist take on anyone else within their office, but yeah, you know, home, home, home turf advantage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in all seriousness, I think maybe Brit and then when she's healthy to do a proper, proper match, Swole can win. I agree. I, I'm, I'm going to go with you. I think Brit uh, should, uh, should win here for exactly the same reason that you said, wait till she's healthier. So that Swole can beat the tar out of her proper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think there's there's enough juice here to stretch this feud out a little more. Uh, I'm all for uh, women's feuds that don't have necessarily to do with uh, with titles. So yeah. I'm all for it. Absolutely. All right. So we're in agreement to start with. Let's talk about the next match then. Matt Hardy is going to be taking on Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match. Which is, uh, which is essentially a last man standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner is going to be uh, the man, uh, the, la- the, uh, the loser is going to be the, the person who can't make a 10 count. There you go. Yeah. But here's the twist, Stephanie. If Matt Hardy loses, <laughs> he hits the bricks. He takes a hike. He <laughs> walks the long walk. He's gone from AEW. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you factor that in? I feel like the real twist will be Matt losing and coming back as someone else. That would make sense. Yeah, it's Matt Hardy. Like maybe he'll go away for a month or two, whatever. But I think he has to lose, and he'll come back as some other creation. And what, at what point, I don't know what, because I feel like he, he must have exhausted all his personalities by now. <laughs> we'll see. 
Maybe maybe he's got maybe he's got new ones at the ready, right? Didn't he say that in in some interviews at some point that he had a few more? I think he's been not. I think he's been kind of disappointed by his own run. Really, it seems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, he definitely suffered from being brought in when the cards were gone, but I think he also suffered from the fact that he he kind of doesn't fit in. There's just something about him that he doesn't fit in. He didn't fit in when he came in doing the broken Matt Hardy gimmick and then for the last for weeks after that he seemed like the older guy just hanging around mm-hmm. the younger tag teams you know trying to trying to make friends and he, he's just been he's been the most awkward transition into AEW and the person that just kind of hasn't found his place he's had a more awkward transition than Matt Cardona no, I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even counting them as AEW. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, no, I, I, and I agree. He, I, he he did talk about that, uh, about not not finding exactly his footing. So maybe he does want to try out something else. I, I think we're. I think it's clear though that he's if he loses, he's not leaving. Leaving. Yeah, yeah, he's not leaving. There's like there's no way that he's just disappearing on this one. Um, as far as uh, Sammy Guevara goes, um, well, here's the thing. I mean, in this in this buildup here, Sammy Guevara, as they say uh, in my in my, my neck of the woods, of the woods, he fucked up when he <laughs> split Matt Hardy's head across. Uh, <laughs> when he split Matt Hardy's head with a with a a, a a proper chair, not a gimmick chair, not one of those flimsier steel chairs. Um, and you, he, you know, it was reported that he did get heat for it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that maybe as, you know, the ultimate punishment, they have him lose here, you know, cause it would make sense for Sammy to go, to go over here on one of the older guys. You think that's, you think the heat is settled or do you feel that it could carry over? I think Sammy probably had no real heat. I think he only probably had heat from Matt Hardy. Uh, I just can't imagine that. Uh, to me, Sammy's so popular to them, um, and yeah. he's one that they want, like a legacy person. Jericho absolutely loves him. I think Tony Khan loves him as well. I don't think Sammy's going anywhere, and I don't think he's got any heat either. Uh, yeah, I think I think Sammy's all right. All right. So, if I uh, unless I'm hearing you wrong, Sammy Guevara is going to win the match for you. Yeah, and it's going to be a bit of a sad end to this chapter of Matt Hardy's AEW one. Hasn't been the best. I agree. I think uh, I think Sammy's going to win as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's no way Matt Hardy is disappearing. He'll probably yeah. come back in another guise, which mm-hmm. which I I think this is what this is all for. Ultimately, yeah. I can dig it. I think so yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about this tag team match that was uh, established last uh, this uh, this week on Dynamite. Jurassic Express taking on the Young Bucks. Uh, you know, I'm going to preface this by saying I liked the idea of this match on Dynamite, where you have where they did the eight man tag. Yeah, yeah. And they had both teams fighting for their spot on All Out. Stephanie, I like that kind of stuff. I like these kind of very simple stakes that help elevate the pay-per-view at the same time because people want to be on the show so bad they're ready to fight each other or be partners to fight other people to get a spot there. I like that. 
I thought it was cool. It was very uh, innovative idea for sure. Better than just doing a multi, another multi-tag type thing. It's very good. I liked it. As we saw at the end of the match, uh, the Young Bucks had no no inclination to celebrate. They weren't uh, they, they weren't going to hang around with uh, uh, fellow babyfaces, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And commentary really drove home the fact, you know, Excalibur was saying, I, you know, I've called Young Bucks matches all my career and I've never seen them this angry, never seen them this aggressive. I, are they trying to tell us something, Stephanie, for All Out? I think they might be trying to tell us something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is the uh, proper Young Bucks turn, but I feel like the young, the young Bucks are just that team that have always been heels, really, but I think this is the blatant turn of the Young Bucks. But yep. not means they're going to win, though. I think, to me, like this match is, is so closely tied to the tag team title match and what goes on there that... Yeah, that's how I think about their, their directions. I I have a feeling that Young Bucks could lose and Omega and Paige lose and then they go feuding with each other. Okay. And Lucha's, um, Lucha Express are just another team for the Revival to beat. That's how I feel. I think a loss for the Young Bucks would be good as well for building heel characters because then they can get really angry and be really mean to Jungle Boy. And that's people hate them. Well, I like the Young Bucks as a couple of couple of pricks. I yeah. really do. Matt yeah. Jackson, who I'm I'm sure is a very nice guy, for, you know, but he plays the the dickhead really really well. And it's like I say often as well. Let's not forget that the Young Bucks during most of their ch- tenure on the Indies acted and were portrayed as heels yes this this babyface stuff is fairly new um (laughs) you know they were in bullet club in japan you know like let's let's not let's not kid ourselves but um i'm i'm kind of hoping that this is going to happen again i i think we're i think we're on the exact same wavelength i feel like jurassic express should win the match here the the young bucks should lose because they were just too much into themselves, yeah. lost focus. Uh, I, I do agree that Jurassic Express is a good feeder team for whoever walks out with the titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to heal Young Bucks team. Yeah, I really do. I, I, I think this is where this is where Matt does his best work. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout, but but we'll talk about the whole elite stuff a little a little later on. But throughout all the guys in the elite. This, these are the two that I think are the most necessary. I actually thought they were going to swerve us completely and just like pull the heel turn out of nowhere. But they oh. sort of sowed the seeds, you know, on, on Wednesday. And I was like, oh, oh really? Because I would have really liked, really liked them to just flip out of nowhere and be like, oh, okay. All right. We weren't expecting that. But now we're expecting it. But I'm okay with it. Just because it's predictable doesn't mean it's bad. As long as it's well done, it's a good match to charm healing. Like, yeah. As far as like their opponents, their their opponents are so lovable. But this is a match to charm healing. It, you're absolutely right. It's the perfect match to cement a heel turn. To you, you weren't. We weren't. Well, well, were they a baby face? Were they heels? Nah, they're beating up friggin' Jungle Boy. Yeah. 
You're you're a heel of your beat up jungle boy. No question. <laughs> exactly. So uh so I have Jurassic Express winning here. Me too. Stephanie? Yeah, Sam. I think that's a safe bet. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the 21 man casino battle royal. The winner receiving an, a future AEW World Championship match. We've got just about everyone left on the roster. Do you want me to run them down? I'll run them down. Go for it. <laughs> Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, The Blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy and Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana and Ortiz, Chuck Taylor and Trent, and a 21st unannounced individual. Ooh, Stephanie. That the, I, I, just so that we can refresh the rules, right? There's four suits yeah. of five guys who are going to enter the ring at once. And then there's the last, the final 21st, the wild card, who in the past has been Hangman Page, if we remember from uh, All Out. Was it All Was it all Out last year? Yes, it was All Out last year. And uh, at the last buy-in that they did with the women, it was Mercedes Martinez. So there is room for a surprise. Maybe look. Maybe they'll look inward. I don't know. Um, let's start with that because this. I think this is the most interesting part of this entire match. Who who might this mystery twenty first person be, Stephanie? Oh, I don't know. I know who I'd like it to be. Well, there you go. I'd like it to be Miro um, Rusev. Mm. I just mm. shot an AW so much. I hadn't thought of that. No. <laughs> I just, he'd just be so good. And I don't know if he's, like, if he's ready to, to wrestle again. He's been talking more recently. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think that maybe he is ready to wrestle again. And he's just trying to make you think he's not ready to wrestle again. But he'd be so great. Well, I mean, he's a guy, he's done, he's, he's done it in the past, right? Working us smart fans. Mm-hmm. You know, there the, we'd have like the quarterly, the the quarterly vague Rusev tweet. You know, as, you know, sort of leaving us thinking that he's leaving WWE. He'd do that like every quarter, right? Like, oh, this again. You know, so he's yeah. he's done it before. He knows how to do it. So yeah, I mean, if he's talking more, my goodness, that's a good call. See, because I was thinking, what if they're bringing back Jeff Cobb? Right, uh-huh. uh, who who had appeared once on AEW, and recently in an interview was saying, "Yeah, you know, I've got I'm juggling some things, and there's something that's just about ready to be signed hasn't been announced yet." You know, and yes, he's been doing stuff in New, with New Japan, New Japan Strong right now, but again, New Japan hasn't announced that he's been signed, or he hasn't announced that he's been signed. So I'm wondering. That's what had me going. Maybe it's Jeff Cobb that they're going to bring back as a permanent member of the roster on top of that, which, hey, I'd be that'd, okay with too. That'd be good. But I hadn't thought of our, our boy Miro, though. Miro might be aiming too high. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoever gets, whoever gets Miro is going to do well. But if I, if I were to see him go anywhere, it's got to be AW. He still wants to wrestle. AEW. I've seen people speculate mm-hmm. that it was it could be Marty Skrull finally coming in. Because no. 
because Marty, well, we know the we know the problems that Marty's had. Uh, he's, uh, he's been removed from his position in ring of honor. Um, maybe his friends would vouch for him. I think that's risky. Um, cause the fans would not go for that. Um, yeah, no, and it'd be a weird one. There'd be a segment of fans that would go for it. Like you, I think you'd split the fan base right down the middle. Cause there's yeah the, the very elite faithful. You know, the folks who were watching New Japan for the elite back then, you know, uh, who've been clamoring for for the villain to return uh, to return to the elite. That would be one thing that, that that'd be one side. But then you'd have a whole other fan base and be like, why is this guy already back with a job kind of thing? And I think it's a fair criticism. I think it's a fair criticism. And I think AEW, they have to be careful with that mm-hmm. because they have kind of built themselves up as good guys in a way a lot of goodwill yeah a lot of goodwill and i don't think they want to damage that by bringing in marty i just i can't bother them doing it, It'd I, be, it sorry go ahead i just I, it would i think it would be such a negative reaction online and everything that i don't really think it's worth it and also Marty in the Elite is memorable to those people that watched original being the Elite and stuff. But this is a guy that has never been on Dynamite. And once Dynamite started and AW properly started, all that stuff before with Marty doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't because their, their history is what's been on TV. Mm-hmm. And fan base is mostly made up of people that have seen Dynamite on TV, not people that used to watch being the Elite. So that's fair enough. I that that that's fair. I I, I can dig that. Um, since we're still in, in in the area of speculating, I've also heard people talk about. Well, ever since um, uh, again since the call yesterday, where Tony Khan basically said, "Oh yeah, me and Billy Corgan, we're we're buds, we're yeah. super chums," you know. I was yeah. like, well, what if it's Nick Aldis who shows up? Oh, that would be so good. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. No, Nick, that's it, it's just people throwing it out there. I can't take credit for it either. <laughs> yeah. Well, he has a pay-per-view next week, I think, or in two weeks' time. Something so like that. He gets some nice publicity for it. But someone like Nick Aldis would be great. I mean, they already, have the, they already have the NWA Women's Champion there. Yeah. God, I'd love it to be Billy Corgan. <laughs> That would be the best. <laughs> but uh, yeah. He'd come in and he'd say, today is the greatest day I've ever known. Can't <laughs> wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, um, I can't wait for tomorrow. I have to win a battle. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, okay, so we've done the speculation, but then we, we you know, we kind of have to pick a winner. And here's the thing is, like, if you bring in a guy like Nick Aldis, who's already NWA World's Champion, do you give him an... Like, you can't have him lose, right? No, you can't. Ha- Not if he's the world champion. You can't have him lose. That's the problem when you bring in a new guy. They can't have to win the- when they debut in these matches as a surprise. Yeah. Like Brian Cage. Yeah. You can't have to win. Or you look a bit weak on your first starting. Or, but then aren't we kind of, I'm just, and I'm just throwing it out there, aren't we kind of, 
tired of new guys arriving in AEW then instantly getting a title shot? Yeah, we are. But it's just, uh, I I think the winner, I felt like the winner would be Lance um, Archer. I felt mm-hmm. like he felt like the person that would make the most sense as the next challenger to whoever the champion is, probably Motsley. <laughs> Uh, because he's a guy he could have a good feud with, but I think Lance Archer is beatable. Um, so I think he would work as a good short-term challenger. And I think a lot of the other people in the match have a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of side storylines to this match with Darby and Ricky Starks and Brian Cage and Eddie Kingston. Uh, well, we saw it this week on Dynamite. them all just <laughs> a bit of a mess. Right. Yeah. It, it was a bit of a schmoz. I agree. It was, yeah. Um, so, okay. So let's say, let's say mystery people aside, cause we can predict the mystery person mm-hmm. out, of, out of the 20 people that are there. And I actually think it should be someone who's signed and on the roster who should yeah. win. Uh, who do you feel? Do, do, do you feel it's Lance Archer? Is that your, yeah, I feel it's Lance Archer because in other circumstances, I would have said Darby Allen, but I don't think they're ready to do that with Darby yet. And I think Darby's just going to stay in the feud with Brian Cage and Ricky Starks that he's in. And the whole match, those three will just be distracted by each other. So, yeah, Archer. Yeah, and I think I, I think Darby Allen is a perfect contender to go take the title off of Brody Lee, the TNT title. I think that would be spectacular stuff. Here's my, my prediction is a bit of a dark horse. Yeah. Sean Spears. Okay. I think I, I this has been simmering and brewing for a while. I think Tully Blanchard's new uh, don't call them horsemen, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um I think they're going to have a good showing and Sean Spears I think is going to surprise everyone. He's going to use his smarts. I think this is part of and this is going to be weird to say, it's going to be part of Tully Blanchard's push of coming in and yeah. taking care of fellas and helping them rise to the top. Yeah. I mean, they really need to do something with Sean Spears, and this yeah. would be perfect. But I always felt like the Sean Spears story was make him seem rubbish until the big moment when he does something, and this is perfect for it. So I like your pick. Yeah, he's not. they're, they're not going to be tearing his pants off and showing off his underwear this <laughs> oh, time I, around, I don't think. I not about that. <laughs> I haven't. I had forgotten about that. Oh, then I want Sean Spears to win like redemption for that. <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, so there you go. So, so this is where we our first split. Stephanie, first time we split on one, but there's 21. There's 20 people involved. It was to be expected. It's hard to choose. Let's talk about the Dark Order. Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson taking on the team of Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares, of course, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. If there was ever a dynamite-sounding match on this card, this is it right here. Uh, Stephanie, uh, you you have to explain to me why this match is happening. I hope this match goes on the buy-in. Mm-hmm. Now that the women from the buy-in, because this is such a buy-in match. Uh, the Dark Order have been really great recently. When Brody won the title, that was amazing. 
destroying everyone. Now we are left with these this sad group of individuals whose leader has been hospitalized slash probably making a movie. And it's just it's it's kind of pathetic. And and there's Matt Cardona. <laughs> Matt <laughs> And then there's Matt Cardona. There's Matt Cardona that we're meant to be very impressed by. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Look, I mean, uh, there's even rumors that he's, you know, he's not on a full contract, right? He's on a per appearance basis. Um, look, I, there's not much to talk about in this match, I don't think, outside of the fact that the Dark Order have been really, really good recently. But I'd like to talk about Brody Lee yeah. with you, specifically. You talked about it, won the title, destroyed Cody, had one of the best finishing segments we're going to see all year at the end of a wrestling show with him and the dark order just having completely destroyed yeah. everything that has to do with Cody Rhodes. I loved it. He looked like a monster. He looked like a super villain, you know, with his minions and him being a mastermind plus physically invincible. They don't give him another contender. He hasn't defended, you know, they don't give him another serious contender and they don't give him a match on, on all out. Is yeah. this is this good? Is this part of a larger plan? Is there something maybe you see that I don't? What I would have done with him is given him a match against a lower level person that he could squash on this pay-per-view. But I think right now the best thing for them is to get away from the Nightmare family completely. Yeah. Because without Cody there, it's, yeah, just get away from the Nightmare family and go after other people, and then when Cody's ready to come back, if he wants to get the group together to go after the Dark Order, then good luck to him. But right now, it's, um, yeah, it's not, it's not great. It, it really is. It really isn't. And and that lower-level person that he should have squashed on the card should have been Matt Cardona because yeah. Cardona is Cody's buddy. We're continuing the feud by proxy. It would like it just would have made it would have made sense. It would have and, given Cardona a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> On top of that, uh, yeah, it, it's it's very very strange, and I'm I'm I'm. But you know, this isn't WWE where I suddenly feel like everything's going to go downhill. I still yeah. have hope, but it's. I mean, between you and I, if Cody had still had the title. He would have had a singles match on all out. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know, definitely. Well, fingers crossed for the buy-in. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so too. I think and 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 it's a good. It, it'll be a good enough match to put on the buy-in as well. Like it's not a trash match. There's just like there's nothing really going on here. Um, Who have you got? The Dark Order. Yeah, I think that's a given. Yeah, I think that's a given, and I th I think Mark Cardona takes the pin. <laughs> QT Marshall escapes this one this time. <laughs> We've got the AEW Women's World Championship on the line as well. Hikaru Shida is going to be defending against the NWA Women's World Champion Thunder Rosa. I'm going to come straight out and ask you this question. AEW had to go outside of the promotion mm -hmm. to get someone as a credible contender to come in for a big-time match for their women's title on AEW. 
am I reading too much into this, Stephanie, or does this kind of move expose the AEW women's division for what it is? If they can't get a contender from within. I'm, I, it might expose them a little bit. Uh, I more feel like Tony met up with Billy or exchanged some messages. And Tony thought this was a great old school idea. And he'd do it with the women's title, but he wouldn't do it with the men's title. So I think this kind of idea of bringing in a champion from another territory is the kind of thing that would really excite Tony Khan. And he decided to have a go with it in the women's division, the women's division that people are complaining about anyway. So at least you might get some good matches here. And I'm not complaining about the match. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Because, and, and I, don't, I don't bemoan the decision either. Because mm. I really don't think there was another big, big fight feel match no. available for Sheeta right mm. now. So it makes sense. And look how excited everyone got when it mm. was announced. And the thing is, when they were doing this women's tag team tournament, that just took all the women into that. So you were never going to build a singles contender from that either. So... I think it is the best decision for all, and they're going to have a really good match. Thunder Rosa is really, really great. Oh, she's fantastic! Look, I, I am going to main, I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the mouth. She and Allison K. Sienna had mm -hmm. the best match of the NWA Power era uh, at uh, Hard Times earlier this year. Not women's match, and yeah. the best match in that company. Uh, right up until COVID, it was fantastic, and I like your idea. I like your idea too of you know Billy Corgan and 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 Tony Khan being like this is an old school because it is a very old school. Very old school. Very. It's a, I, I I like it because we're so used to WWE living in a bubble mm -hmm. and having these walls up, and then when the other com when one company. It talks about another company. It's a sign of weakness, you know. It's like they're not strong enough to do it on their own. But if you look back historically, man, you know, it's uh, it, just because WWE does something one way doesn't mean that it's uh, that it's the only way. But this is going to be a great. I, I, I'm sorry, I just can't. You know, you you have Billy Corgan calling up Tony Khan. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you and I should meet June Bug skipping like a stone with the headlights pointed at the dawn. We were sure we'd never see an end to it all. Shakedown 1979, whatever. Um, I, <laughs> it's funny to me that Billy Corgan talks to people in lyrics of his songs. What can I tell you? It makes me laugh. I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Then I then I really do want to meet him. I will. Um, Billy Corgan. I'm yeah. just there in case anyone's listening. He's, uh, and, uh, I mean, he just, and, and on top of that, he loves, he loves wrestling. So there's a lot to like about the guy, just like there's going to be a lot to like about the women's match, the, the championship match. It's going to be good. It's going to be real, real good. Who do you, who do you have winning? You know, if you'd asked me a week ago, I would have said, uh, Hikaru Shida. Now I think Tony's just going to do it and put the belt on Thunder Rosa. She's going to be this double champion, mega power of a woman. And um, it's going to be incredible. Really? Yeah, I think so. I just think that he, if anyone's going to take that risk, it's him. And um, 
I, we all know from WWE how cool it looks being a double champion, but kind of being a tag champion is like being a half champion. So you're kind of like a champion and a half. Thunder mm-hmm. Rosa would be a proper double champion if she won this, and it would be be pretty incredible. Hey, that that is uh, that's a very very bold prediction. I'm still sticking with with Sheeta. I I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger on that, but I mean, you're right. If they if there was a company who was going to do it and just shock and surprise us, it'd be AEW. And by God, what a talking point that would be for the next fourteen days. <laughs> That's all people would talk about. All right. Well, I have she. I'm sticking with Sheeta, although your Thunder Rosa uh, uh, idea has has merit. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Kenny Omega and Adam Page, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, are going to defend their titles against Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. FTR, a couple of what? What did uh, what did he call them? A couple of oh. hillbilly dickheads is what uh, Dickhead. Kenny Omega called them this week. Tully Blanchard's going to be around there, of course. Uh, this I I'd like to get your thoughts here, Stephanie. I think this is one of the big ones that people are really, really anticipating for all the story, right? Yeah, the story's been really good. I I actually really liked their segment on Dynamite this week. I don't know how, how other people felt about it, but I really enjoyed that. I liked it too. Especially Adam coming out with that eye makeup on. <laughs> Can you imagine how how much he'd been crying for his yeah. eyes to have been that red? Like he hasn't slept in five days. It was amazing. This is going to be a really good match. This is what we've been building to. We've been building to this for for so long. This um, moment with where so, I just feel something's going to happen here because he's he's been kicked out of the elite. Kenny seems like. Kenny seems like he's not been the, the nicest version of Kenny recently. And now the fans are back. And the, I think there's going to be a split here. And FTR going to get the titles. That Titles have to go to FTR because they were brought in to win the, those titles. Yep. And to hold on to them for a substantial amount of time. A couple of months ago, uh, I was harping... Uh, to anyone who would listen to me that the main event of All Out should be the Young Bucks versus FTR. That, to me, was the thing. Yeah. Now that we've moved, you know, how it was built and how everything was positioned, hey, I'm cool with this. Paige and, and Omega are a fantastic tag team. They were one part of one of the best wrestling matches we had this year. Um, uh, and I think this is also a big time to shine for FTR. This is going to be the big stage. It's going to be their biggest match. So I think they're going to go, no pun intended, but oh my God, they're going to go all out uh, yeah. to to really to really make sure that they do make an impact so that when they win, it is very, very um, meaningful. Mm-hmm. But I think the story of the elite is sort of going to eclipse that a little bit, which is okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I think it's okay. And I mean, you can't turn Adam Page. You just can't. You really, you really, really can't. And I mean, I like cleaner Kenny, but I don't know how much Kenny Omega likes living in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kenny's AW run's still just been 
the most interesting thing um, to, to try and dissect. And I think this, maybe him turning into the cleaner will elevate him in AEW. But this tag team was so good, but it either has to end or stay together to have one match versus Young Bucks, mm-hmm. which split completely. So maybe a couple weeks of Kenny saying, hey, Young Bucks, you're dicks. I'm going to stick with my friend. And then Kenny eventually being like, no, I'm deciding with the elite. It could be. I, I, I like that. I, I, as long as the Young Bucks turn, right? <laughs> no, the Young Bucks are definitely turning. We, we don't even have to hope for that. That's definitely happening. I mean, they aren't turning Jungle Boy. <laughs> no, 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 they're definitely not. Because a couple of weeks ago, I was like, you know what? It's going to be the Young Bucks that are going to turn. Because at some point, you know, Adam Page is having, you know, problems. And then Kenny Omega starts acting up. So at some point, they're going to be like, you know what? Screw this group. We're done with these people. You know, we're done managing all these personalities kind of thing. And what is Cody doing? Cody didn't even tell us he was leaving the group kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, he has his own click. So, you know, it's like, uh, look. This is going to be a great match. What does what does Cody think of all this elite stuff? No one asks. No one asks. <laughs> no one asks him. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a great match. I'm looking forward to it. And I think, like you, I think the titles are dropped here. FTR, FTR win. And for me, it ties into the Tully Blanchard push. Yeah. Where, where I think that Sean Spears is going to get is going to get the a, a big nod tonight as well. And uh, and FTR, what do you? What are your thoughts? On, who do you think is going to win? I agree, hundred percent. It's going to be FTR, and they're got they're going to be really good, and they can challenge. Have so many challengers, not the Young Bucks, yeah. uh, hold that match off because it's great that they held that match off. WWE would have put that on the first pay per view that FTR showed up on. Absolutely, they w- they would have. Yep, they would have pulled the trigger on that instantly. Yeah. And then rerun the match six times within the next four months. Yeah. And then we'd all be wishing they'd never, ever had a match together. There you go. (laughs) So looking forward to that. Looking forward to Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in a Mimosa Mayhem match. The alliteration here is mm, cordon bleu. The match can only be won by pitfall submission or throwing the opponent into a tank of Mimosa. Uh, you talked about it earlier. If you want to, if you want to expand, maybe on your thoughts. But you, uh, when we were talking about the build to the show, uh, mm-hmm. you thought Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho was very well done. Uh, that uh, you and that you were enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I didn't think it was going to last as long as it did when it first started. I think it was just so good that that it did. And I think the character of Orange Cassidy, it's a strange one for people. And this feud has brought out every facet of him and mm-hmm. it's him more rounded. It, it used to be, you know, Orange Cassidy, do you get it? Do you not? And now we're seeing so, so much more of him and Jericho's brought that out of him and he's elevated him. Yeah. And I think this match is going to be special. I think it's going to be good. Too. And it's a rubber match, right? Yeah. So, so it is the one, the one where, where they're going to, where they're going to split down the middle 
and I mean, uh, you know, we Chris Jericho was one of the most um, one of the most open guys, celebrated career. He's talked about how he he perceives wrestling at length and how things go. You know, Chris Jericho wouldn't be working this kind of program with Orange Cassidy if he didn't feel like Orange Cassidy had something to give to the business, right? A hundred percent. And um, he he wanted to bring that out of him. And um, that's something I asked him about like, yesterday when he, when it got to the point where they did the debate and everything, like did Orange have any thoughts about talking? And he said no. And he said that he felt it was time and Orange felt it was time. It feels so strange calling a man Orange. Cassidy felt it was time, <laughs> you know, to actually, to actually speak and actually show more. And I think, uh, Orange Cassidy has so much more ahead of him now. Yeah, I, absolutely. He's been uh, he's been put on a on another level for sure. His uh, his stock has gone up. Yeah. He's been he, he's uh, he's definitely been elevated, and it's fun to see this because I I don't know if uh, if you can feel sometimes the pulse of Twitter, but I feel like the Orange Cassidy detractors have suddenly started disappearing a little more right they're they're not as boisterous as they once were yeah they've been silenced quite a bit they really have uh yeah you know there's something about sorry go ahead no i'm just i'm saying like we know why he's um he's just showing that he's got so much more that he can do and it's so uh now the to me like now the full character makes sense more Mm-hmm. As he's shown this other side, that all kind of makes sense from the beginning, um, and yeah, he's he's really great. You know, getting the stamp of approval from Chris Jericho will probably help temper a lot of uh, a lot of frustrations as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so someone look, I don't care if the match can end by pinfall submission or submission. Yeah. Someone's gonna... getting dunked. Yeah. Who's getting dunked, Stephanie? Okay, I feel like I feel like Jer. I thought Jericho was gonna win, and now like they can't not let Orange Cassidy win. I think Jericho gets dunked, but maybe not by Orange Cassidy. Oh, oh, yeah. So, well, elaborate. I'm curious now. I think there'll be a run-in. And the high end of expectation is Mike Tyson. The low end is Joey Janela. <laughs> and that's no offense to Joey Janela. Oh, I'm sure he's fine with that. <laughs> our power, uh, you know, yeah. I'm sure his, like, excitement levels. If Mike Tyson comes running time to dunk Jericho, the crowd will go wild. If it's Joey Janela, be a bit more muted. <laughs> yeah, I feel like something like that is going to happen. And... I, just because I got very confused by the absolute thrashing he gave Joey Janela. Right? Yeah. Because I, I'm totally behind Jericho squashing people, but not people with a name. That was um, a squash. It was a complete squash with a perfect, perfect code breaker in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just wondering where that's going. There's got, there's got to be something to that that's not going to be forgotten about. 
I'd be okay with that because uh, our boy, our boy Janela did did do did uh, do a blade job at the same time. So yeah, there's probably something there. I think I think uh, Chris Jericho loses as well. I, I I think we we push forward. We give uh, we give the nod to Orange Cassidy, and mm-hmm. he continues on to uh, to other things. I think we put him at the upper tier of the uh, upper tier of the mid card anyway. Very very lower. Lower main event status upper t- I don't know exactly. But yeah. you know what I mean. You know, I think he'd be someone that'd be really good to go against Brody Lee. Yeah. It would just be such a weird dynamic that I think would work. You've Brody got Lee gets so mad. This charismatic cult leader and then the ultimate laid back guy. It would just be really that would be such a good feud. I'm just sticking that in my head. <laughs> well, that 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 that's what we're here for. That, that'd be really good. I mean, there's a lot of. I, I think there's still so much potential uh, with Orange Cassidy, and we are just scratching the surface. It's good stuff. Final match, the main event. Our AEW World Champion John Moxley will be defending against MJF. We talked about it a little before about the build, and we both sort of felt that it was maybe unnecessary for MJF to go down the whole presidential bits and all those those skits but you can't deny that mjf has some incredible in-ring skills and he's although he may play sometimes you know a bit of a chicken shit heel uh he is not afraid to wrestle and take a beating and that's the kind of guy john moxley likes to wrestle um (laughs) I mean, I'm looking forward to this. This should be this should be a, a surprisingly brutal match. Yeah. Um, I was thinking it could be like when Randy Orton faced Mick Foley and it made people see Randy Orton like, oh, he can actually wrestle and he can he can take a beating mm-hmm. a long time ago. But I think this might be MJF's moment because he's very young, like Orton was. He's a good talker and that kind of overshadows his in-ring work. Yes. He wasn't a good talker, but his name and what he looked like overshadowed his in-ring work in the early days as well. And Jeff showed in his match with Jungle Boy that he is a good wrestler, but I think he needs that bit of, well, what, how will I say it, like dirt on him that he'll get from going with Moxie. And yeah, I think it could be like an Orton situation that's an interesting comparison i like that i like that comparison it makes it 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 works for me how much wardlow gets involved in this yeah there's i really like wardlow i'm very high on wardlow and i've always wondered how their story will end and i feel like it should end with wardlow actually being the one that wins something big first Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm like that that that's what happens um like, for example, say it was the, the TV title, like, MJF can say, no, Wardlow, you go have this match and, you know, war, like, warm up this guy for me. And Wardlow actually wins. And he becomes, then he has to be the one in charge. Because Wardlow, I think they're really high on Wardlow, and I think they're just keeping it, keeping him low, keeping him training, getting more matches under his belt. But one sure. day he- break out and be one of their top guys and he looks like a top guy already it's just not yeah. an he really does um 
you know, it, I, you know, if we if we talk about Wednesday a little bit again, I really thought like I I, I didn't I didn't care much for the main event, uh, where where Moxley beat up the the lawyer <laughs> who's not I, I get it he's a wrestler he's not really a lawyer but you know what I mean the yeah. lawyer guy. Um, why didn't like to me I was fascinated why didn't the match before the pay per view, why why didn't uh, Moxley face Wardlow, you know. Because if MJF is such a an old school type of heel, well, the old school type of heel is going to send in his heater to beat up the champion the week before the the, the championship match to soften him up, kind of thing, right? So I was really surprised that they didn't use him to that. And then you could have had the exact same finish. You know, Wardlow doesn't have to get pinned. He doesn't have to outright lose. He loses by DQ, but you can have the exact same finish with. MJF bloodying up um, uh, 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 John Moxley, not a problem, and it would have been maybe a little more compelling because I like Wardlow too. You, the lawyer did, did not have to actually have this match. I mean, he could have got himself disqualified. He could have literally ran away. Sure. And then Wardlow, <clears throat> sorry, and then Wardlow could have jumped in. So why they didn't use Wardlow? As soon as, I'll never know. But it, it just adds to what we were saying before about how these extra people were completely unnecessary yeah. to begin with because he has Wardlow. And if you had Wardlow in your corner, of course you'd want him to go. Like, back. sick him, boy. Yeah. Because <laughs> right him. now, Wardlow's not doing anything other than look good in a suit. He's not actually being used as muscle with all this going on. And what a waste you've got. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Do we feel that um, let, let's start talking about in the, about who we think is going to win here? Is, are we getting towards the end of John Moxley's reign? Is this is this the one where he loses it? What do you think? So I don't think so. We just got the fans back. I think they mm -hmm. want to box in front of the fans. Uh, I don't think MJF's ready. He's great, but he's not world champion. If you you know we've had Jericho, we've had Moxley. MJF's not there yet, mm -hmm. and I don't think it's his time. So, yeah, I think yeah, no, I, I I tend I tend to agree with you. Uh, I think I think one of the reasons Moxley was given, and I like, well, hopefully you'll understand what I mean. Well, why he was given soft challengers, yes, right up until this point, is because there was an absence of fans. Yeah. I think John Moxley as a persona, a gimmick, dare I say. Yeah. I'd never say that to his face. But, uh, <laughs> but as a persona, I think he works best with an audience. I yeah. think this is a guy who translates a lot better when there's an audience there. So I think they've been sort of stretching out his championship reign so that he'd still be champion when the fans come back. And I agree. I don't think they're, I don't think they're taking it off of him. Not all out. I think there's a much more interesting story to say that MJF eats his first loss. You know, that's a much more interesting tale to tell afterwards. It's something that people can hammer on and you know it's going to get to him. It's something that MJF can use in his promos to sort of make him mad and stuff. I don't know if it's time to break up MJF and Ward though yet, but if it had to happen now, I wouldn't be too upset. If MJ right. loses and blames him, 
and that leads to something, then it gets them away from Moxley and he can win his next challenger. But yeah, I think Moxley's winning. So, okay. So we're both agreeing that it's Moxley. Yeah. Let's think just outside of the card a bit. Who's the next big challenger for John Moxley? Because we could throw Scorpio Sky at him, you know, but I don't think it's which would be which would be great. Don't get me wrong, and I think Sky deserves that kind of that that kind of standing. But you know what I mean when I mean like big challenger. Yeah. Um, I would have said Brody Lee if it wasn't again if it wasn't for him having the TV title. Okay. Um, could even see him go back to Jericho. Maybe, but. Yeah. It's hard to say. Like, I did want Archer to win. Well, I did think Archer might win. That hope he'd be good. If you if you give Archer the win um in the battle royal, you spend a couple of weeks really building him, I think he'd be an acceptable challenge. Not great, but acceptable. Acceptable. Yeah. Um I would like again, if we're talking in a couple of months, you know, a build, a, a really big, serious challenger, maybe for full gear kind of thing. I mean, if Kenny Omega decides to put his Ray Bands back on, his aviators back on, I mean, yes, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. We'd come back to that feud from a year ago, but again, I think it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. So that was the card. That's it. That's uh, that. That's all out. That's how Stephanie Chase and I feel. Uh, the card is going to go down. Uh, I don't, there's no reason why this card won't be great. AEW hasn't put on a bad pay-per-view yet. I think, uh, I think we're in for a good time. Uh, so there we go. So Stephanie, listen, I want, I I can't thank you enough for, for joining me, uh, joining me today, uh, and, uh, and recording this episode with me. Why don't you let everyone out there know where to find you, what you've got coming up, just, it's, this is the Hype Stephanie segment of the show. <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie M. Chase. And then you can find me on YouTube. Type in Stephanie Chase. I'm the one that has wrestling videos, not the one playing the violin. And <laughs> I share a name with the violinist. Uh, yeah, or Stephanie Chase Wrestling is the name of the channel. Um, and I have lots of, lots of stuff up there. But today I did upload my interview with Chris Jericho and this is pretty much a 30 minute interview with Jericho. So it's not just like a little 10 minute, 15 minute interview. This is a 30 minute interview. Um, we go into some stuff related to all out, but we also go into many more things about the wrestling landscape, the NXT, uh, war with AEW, uh, new Japan, a lot of new Japan talks. I'm a big new Japan fan. Uh, so, I'd say check that one out. And also check out on the David Arquette as well. And then my articles are on Digital Spy. I published one about Jericho today, but there'll be more to come from that interview as well. A lot of good stuff that come out of that that comes that comes out of that uh, Jericho interview then. And if he's talking new in Japan, yeah, I might just go and uh, might just go see see all about that. Um th- thank you again, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. Hope we can have you on again at some point. Yes, I had a lot of fun, and thank you so much for inviting me. It's great. 
And thank you everyone for tuning in, watching on YouTube. Hey, hey, thumbs up if you're still here kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, and uh, also, uh, if you're listening to this, that's great as well. Subscribe if you're not already. So subscribe to, to my channel. Subscribe to Stephanie's as well. YouTube.com slash Stephanie does wrestling. No, Stephanie wrestling. Stephanie Chase wrestling. Yeah. There you go. Stephanie Chase wrestling. Subscribe. Subscribe to everyone. Thank you everyone for tuning in. And I'll see you next time.